This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 338 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. And it's, uh, uh, first it's, off, it's 26, 26 Baker's Dozens. Which is two Baker's Dozens, Baker's Dozens. It is two Baker's Dozens, Baker's Dozens, but it's 26 Baker's Dozens. You said that's my video is awesome. out? Your video is out, sir. That's uh, on here. <clears throat> Excellent. There you are. And now, you still see and me? now your video's out. <coughs> fucking Skype. <laughs> there you fucking go. You're fuck. back. All right. And my front. All right. 10-9? I mean, what? You said you're back. And I said, and my front? Yep, 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 yep. Yep, all of you. So we had a week off because of the holiday. And here it is, the New Year's Day observed, January 2nd, 2023. And uh, we kind of mentioned this beforehand. I, I watched a lot, but not a lot. I had work. We had holiday events, family yeah. gatherings. Um, lots of professional wrestling was watched this past weekend. Um, I, uh, yeah, my my week leading up to Christmas was just absolute chaos. It was absolutely packed. Like every day I had something going on, you know, between work and then after work. And then even the days that I didn't work, it was like, dub, 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 you know, uh, Christmas with my family, Christmas with Julia's family, Christmas with just ourselves. And uh, yeah, so it was so busy. I got almost nothing watched. And then as I mentioned to you before the show, uh, her nephews gave us colds, not COVID, but colds. And <clears throat> so been kind of down this week yeah. and uh, ended up, that's where I made up for a lot of the watching. Well, like a lot of the other watching was all like holiday classics and favorites as well. You know what I sure. mean? Like yeah, I got Brown's a few Christmas, Garfield, that. Muppet Family Christmas. Stuff like that. Same thing with some Christmas movies, like uh, yes. Scrooged. <coughs> Kate yep, had we, never seen Scrooged. <gasps> See, Julia had never seen it last year, and uh, yeah, so I made her watch it. And then, like yeah. I said earlier in another episode that we were talking about, um, you know, when they mentioned the Bill Murray Christmas, she was like, "Oh, I'm glad that I know about that now. I <laughs> I now know what the Bill Murray Christmas one is." So. But, um, you know, this is, and I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. Okay. I'm going to take it with me because recently Groundhog's Day was on the TV at work. I watched Ghostbusters mm-hmm. recently in the past few months. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you know, um, Scrooged and some other stuff. And uh, as I get older, Chevy Chase just isn't funny to me. 
he, he's not only not funny, but he's actually a a toxic piece of crap. Yeah, like the more I like outside the, va- I will give him credit for the National Lampoon's Vacation movies. Uh huh. Not Vegas, fuck Vegas, but <laughs> you know. National Post Vacation, European Vacation, Christmas Vacation. I'll give him credit for those three. But everything else, Saturday Night Live, every other movie he's basically been in, Community, uh, I, I don't find him funny. His humor doesn't hold up to me. I find him more obnoxiously annoying than entertaining. Um, however, Bill Murray is still a comedic genius, and his shit holds up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be interested to see what he does with um... – because he's one of those basically diva actors, you know, he, he, no matter what, he'll only do something if he can do it right. And, you know, he has to have creative say in it, blah, blah, blah. Good for him. He's reached that point, but I'll be interested to see because he, they've already said that he is in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Okay. So, you know, he's not just going to be a cameo off in the background. He's going to have a part. And I'm very interested to see what his part is going to be and what his spin on it is going to be. Because you're right. I love him. He's great. <clears throat> yeah. But as far as watching stuff and things holding up, I, yeah, Chevy Chase just doesn't hold up for me. No. And no. then I, I, I recently deep dove, not deep dove, but I looked at like, you know, like, well, what's he done exactly? Okay. Uh-huh. Outside, like, you know, Saturday Night Live or whatever and, and some a few movies. But, like, <clears throat> he was in Caddyshack. I don't remember him being a major character in that. Maybe he was, but there's a big cast there. But, oh, you know, he, definitely, was, he was pretty major in Caddyshack. You know, he was Ty. He was the, right. the one who gave the what for to the, the guy who was trying to come in and muscle his way yeah. in. and took the kid under his arm. He had that famous line, you know, the straightest yeah. line, but uh, the shortest distance between two points, a straight line in the opposite direction. <clears throat> but like, you know, again, outside the vacation movies, like, I guess I haven't seen spies like us in quite a while, mm. but like, you know, even him Fletch. No, not great. Three, Three amigos. amigos. No, but he had Martin short and Steve Martin with him on that one. Yep. That's a good point. You know, um, funny farm. <laughs> Uh, Funny Farm was basically the money pit. Yeah, it was. Um, but you know they had that scene at the end with the deer. That's the one that always remembers me. Cue the deer, and you know they let the deer yes. go in it. But yeah, so I just I don't know. I just it's just the stuff he does really just doesn't hold up to me. Yeah, like it used to. <clears throat> Fair enough. So, but any any Hugh outside of that. I did watch some shows. I can't remember. Did I talk about the recruit last time? Mm, no, no, because it just started. Well, I watched it all. I did as well. Yeah, I I enjoyed the hell out of that. It it was good. It was um, for me. It was it fluxed between a background show and a I'm too sick to focus on anything else. So I'll just sit here and watch this. Sure. Um, but yeah, I found that I honestly did enjoy it. Although I was a little bit miffed that they uh ended it on a cliffhanger so okay um (laughs) yeah all right so the recruit it was on netflix it stars that noah sent sent whatever his name is you know or something yeah sure he's done some shit um 
his friends at the uh, CIA, not his <laughs> friends. That was annoying, quite yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, how they basically just tried to – how Violet and Lester just basically tried to screw him over constantly. Like, like nonstop. Like it just seemed, it just seemed, and I don't know. I've never been the uh, CIA, of course. So I, I no? have nothing to. Uh, no, I haven't. Surprise, surprise. I have nothing to go by on this, but it just seemed excessive. Mm-hmm. It did. Like the the basic premise of this show, for those who haven't checked it out yet, like you were talking about, it's Noah Centineo. Uh, he just started at the CIA. He's a lawyer. Like, As a lawyer, yeah. not he's not James Bond. He is no. not a secret not agent. Not even close. Nope. Uh, like he doesn't even fire a gun until the end of the second episode, uh, the eighth episode, um, which there's only eight episodes. But yeah, it's basically that he starts out as an analyst. Um, no, a lawyer. A, a lawyer. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And he uh, he gets immediately dragged into this case of gray mail. You know, basically an old asset claims that they're going to, you know, release information and expose secrets. And so it's interesting to watch because it's not a spy show. I mean, it's a spy show, but it's it's more the what would you say? Like the it's not even the political side of it. It's more like the bureaucratic office side. Yes, it's more like. He has to go look into this. He has to go talk to this person. He has to talk to this CIA handler. He has to find out what if the per, if what the person knows is credible or not. But of course, this asset was not a, like a documented asset, but wasn't an asset. Say out of pocket asset. Out of pocket, yeah. And, yeah. And it's just like his 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 coworkers are violent Lester. Like they let him go to another country without his proper black passport. Like they essentially Which let gives him, him pra- diplomatic immunity. Well, they just basically were like, ah, maybe you'll die. Maybe you won't. Who cares? Like mm-hmm. that was just, that was harsh. Like that was excessively yeah. harsh. Like yeah. I can understand hazing, prankish. but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like legit, like put his life in danger over jealousy or, well, we better get him before he gets us. Cause that's how it works around here. Like, that yeah. mentality. And then like towards the end of the season, when he started becoming a golden boy and, and you know, he was like uh, the dude there. Yeah. I, I'll always just call him Garrett from Superstore. He's like, we need to latch on his coattails because, you know, we need to look good and not look like we've been trying to sabotage him. And the girl's like, no, I don't care. I'm still going to try to sabotage him. Well, like, and that's the other thing. Was- it essentially makes everybody in the CIA. It looks like that everybody in the CIA are completely out for themselves, only do something that helps better them, uh-huh. um, not team players, not working together for the ultimate income. They're either leaders or followers. Uh, it, it really painted and the agency is like just completely screwed up. And why would anyone work there? And I don't know. It just it, it really painted it in a very negative light. It did. Um there were also things this must have driven you nuts. Uh, like right in the beginning, he gets a subpoena and he gets subpoenaed to, to go testify. And then they all tell him, they're like, well, no, that's not really a subpoena in the traditional sense. It basically means that they're leaning on you to get some, uh, dirt on your boss so that they can use it against him. Otherwise they're going to make your life a living hell. Like, and the word subpoena gets thrown around like multiple times during the whole season. Yeah. And they all know that it's like an inside, it's not an inside joke, but it's like an inside thing. They all know they're like, oh, you're going to get subpoenaed, which means that basically they're just going to lean on you and you either give somebody up or you're screwed. 
Yeah. Yeah, again, everyone is out to get everyone. Yes. Even his his, uh, office girlfriend, like, because they told him in the beginning, those two that kept setting him up, they're like, oh, yeah, we know all the single people, so we'll talk about that. And he went to get a favor from her, and she's like, yeah, you're going to take me on a date, and we're going to do this. And, you know, even when she's casually just like, hold on a second, stand still. Uh, We got to take some selfies for my mom. I already told her about you. Here you go. Okay. And he's like, uh, you don't, it doesn't bother you that I'm being investigated for possibly sleeping with my asset. She goes, no, that happens. You know, I'd, I'd be surprised if you didn't. That's like espionage 101. Anyway, um, that's not why I'm breaking up with you. I'm breaking <laughs> up with you because of this, you know, it yeah. was all just like transactional rather than, which was nice because it took some of the drama out of it. You know, the normal, like jealousy and, and relationship stuff that can make things drag down, but yeah i don't know it's just it definitely made it seem like there were very few likable characters on the show mm-hmm. and yet like, both of us like, still liked it yes like the ass because well, i liked owen he was yes. the likable character because he was mm-hmm. trying to do the right thing for everybody he mm-hmm. wasn't looking up he was looking up for himself but he wasn't looking up for himself you know what i mean yes um you know, I can understand like that the asset, the one that's trying to get out of prison, that she's being selfish, looking out for herself, et cetera, et cetera, because that makes sense. That's who she would be. Yeah. She wants to do anything she can to get out of prison. Mm-hmm. Whereas his coworkers basically setting up to possibly become murdered or exiled in another country. That's that's just shitty. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me she didn't look like the stereotypical female asset that is always in these spy movies, shows, oh. books, etc. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and it's weird, you know, we're sitting here and it sounds like we're ragging on it. But honestly, it was it was an enjoyable show because, again, it wasn't a spy show. This guy was not super powered, like watching him run away from the two guys that were trying to steal his his satchel outside of the yes. storage unit. Yes, yes. You know, that was almost hilarious the way that yes. he just kept fucking it up. And then, like, you know, when he slams the storage unit shut on them and they're like, you know, bullets will go through metal. Right. And he's like, shit. Okay, I'm coming out. Like, he legitimately was fumbling his way through these parts because, again, he's a lawyer. He's not supposed to be doing any of this stuff. But because he works for the CIA, because he had contact with this asset, because she trusted him, he got dragged into all this stuff and had to. Well, and also because he's not allowed to talk about it. Like, they can only talk in jargon and in vagueness when they have, like, the division meetings because – they, they don't want everybody to know everything. Oh, yeah. That, that was another fine example of what you were talking about where everybody's in it for themselves. You know, he starts to say his asset's name and they're like, what the hell? Like everybody flips out on him. And the boss is like, look, nobody wants to. We all want deniability. Nobody yeah. wants to go down for bullshit that you're involved with. So you don't talk names. You don't even say that you did something. You just fucking deal with it. Um. Yeah. There was that. He also has two roommates, uh, male and female, and the female he used to date. And, of course, that causes some awkwardness. But, oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's still – this is very much a show. Even with her interactions towards the end there with the guy that wanted to date with her, and he's like, sure, I'll get you a date with her. And she was like, yeah, cool. Um, she ended up getting him fired because of the way that she was – 
trying to get information. Um, yep. Yeah. So it may sound like we're raw dogging it. Like we're saying, you know, Hey, this is terrible, but honestly it's enjoyable. Like you should check it out again. I don't like the fact that it ended on a cliffhanger. Um, especially if we don't know if there's going to be a second season, you know, spoiler alert. I just saw a thing tonight as we logged on here that said 1899 was just canceled. So I will not be watching that. Like I was so excited to watch this. Yeah, I probably won't be dark. watching that either. I didn't know that now. I didn't no, know that. the the producers like, oh, we wish we could have gotten like two or three seasons to tell our whole story like we did with Dark, but apparently it's not going to happen. I will not start this now because that's yeah. that's not worth it at all. Considering I have not put anything into it, it's kind of a relief, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's one less show that I have to watch. But yeah, people should definitely check this one out. Um, you're right. The way this ends though, it doesn't, it ends like it's just a regular episode, not a season finale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were some big things that happened in it. Yes. But yeah, it just ends like it should be credits next episode. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of that with Netflix shows, especially considering, like I said, you know, 1899 here just canceled. Um, so if you've already got season two in the can, I can accept it. No problem. 100%. But if you're like, well, we don't know if we're going to have another season. Forget it. Can't do it. Yep. I agree with that. That's kind of frustrating about 1899. But yeah, I don't have an interest in starting something that I'm not going to be able to finish. Exactly. And I was so excited about it. Yet at the same time, I mean, flip a switch. I'm not going to do it. Now, did you... so? The Recruit is what we just watched. Did you yep. watch any of Treason? No, I have not yet. I That's the one with Charlie Cox. Kate and I watched the trailer last night, and she's yep. like, yep, I'd like to check this out, so we're going to watch that eventually. Same with me and Julia. We're going to check it out. Uh, it's a limited series, so that's nice. Um, yeah. I did start a show on Amazon Prime called Three Pines. I may have talked about it last time. You did, and you said yeah. that it was pretty good. It's Alfred Molina. Yep. So here's what's kind of neat about it. It's eight episodes. Okay. But there's four different stories. And it does look like there's an overarching story about this indigenous girl that went missing or whatever. However, otherwise, each two-episode pairing is a complete story. Okay. So you don't have to watch, like, all eight. You, like, you can watch two, wait a tick, or wait a while, whatever, watch the next two. Um, hmm. Yeah, because you get the whole three act story in two episodes. Nice. And then we, and then it moves on to the next story with that kind of small background indigenous woman storyline going on, which was not in the books because these are based on books. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's pretty damn solid. It's it's worth checking out, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. I uh, I may throw that on my to watch list. Nice. Um, Did you start 1923? No. Okay. No. So we have watched um, two episodes. Okay. And um, we're, we're enjoying it. Good. The third, there's a third episode that aired yesterday, that, but we haven't watched it yet. But we've watched the first two episodes. Um and again, we 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 we've enjoyed it thoroughly so far. 
Um, I don't watch Yellowstone. I haven't watched Yellowstone. I'm not going to start watching Yellowstone. Kate enjoys it. Um, yep. But even she said that this season was just too much trauma for her even. Oh, wow. Um, but I'm sure she'll finish it. But then again, she also just blistered through like 10 seasons of Below Decks. Or oh, Below really? Deck. <laughs> not, not the Star Wars Lower Decks, but a Star, right. Star Trek Lower Deck, but the the Below Deck, the uh, the uh, reality series of people that live on a yacht and take charter trips and the staff and yeah. Um, sadly, I've gotten sucked into a few episodes myself because it is nonsense. But interesting. Uh, but no, I think I think 1923. It's is an odd selling point. I got sucked into these because it's nonsense. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but uh, the 1923, it's it takes place, you know, 40 years after 1893 or 1883. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. the, the the original prequel series. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I I really enjoy it so far. I it's it's takes place in that unique time frame where it's 1923. So you know, there's. They're in the old west, if you will, of Montana or whatnot. So they're still on horses a lot. And but cars exist. The Boston Bruins existed. I mean, like there's so much wow. advancement. Yeah, it's hard when you, when you put it in that context. You know? <laughs> That's really weird. It would go really well in that uh, board game. Uh, chronology. Oh, yeah. Chronology. What a fun game. <laughs> Boston we Bruins together, were founded. We should get together. Uh, this month sometime to play that again. Yeah. And I have your I have your Christmas gift as well. I'm still waiting on yours. It has not come in yet. Oh, stupid delayed shipping. But uh anyhow, yeah, so it's 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 decent. Um, you know, Harrison Ford's in it, Helen Mirren, it's got a great cast, good story. Um, it's just interesting to see the depiction of that time frame. Uh that Sorry, Midwestern United States. Mm. Yeah. When the Boston Bruins existed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> By example. That's just really throwing me off. Well, yeah, especially if you watch the show and everyone's on horseback and they're driving cattle and sheep and fighting over their land and this and that. World War One's already happened, everybody. You know, like this, it really does feel like it's supposed to be the late 1800s, but it's the 1920s. Nice. So, um, yeah. Oh, Kate and I, we started Welcome to Chippendales. I've been seeing some interesting stuff about that. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know if, like, I don't want to give it away, but it is it's not what I thought. Like growing up, the Chippendale dancers to me were, you know, male strippers that traveled around the country. It was a touring show, but in reality, it started in like as a standalone yeah. business that this person came up with, you know, at a night at a club in California, and then it expanded from there. But man, there's a lot of controversy surrounding it. There's a lot of tragedy surrounding it. There's just there's just a lot of of infighting and backstabbing and 
death and all kinds of stuff around it. Wow. Yeah. And it's got Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, and he's really good in it. Nice. As the founder, Steve Bangerier, or Banerjee. So That's pretty cool. I would give it a hard <laughs> sell. Yeah. Yep. I would I would definitely give it a hard sell. Okay. Like I said, I'm five episodes in. Nice. Let's see here. Oh, we just finished the fourth episode. So we have episode five, six, and seven. And then this week, episode eight comes out. And I think that's the end of it. So. Hmm. And they're doing like one a week. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. On one on Tuesdays. (laughs) Okay. What you got? What you got there in the deep Um, watching? So Julie and I, like I said, you know, we had an opportunity to like binge some stuff. Yeah. Um, we did season one of the white Lotus. Now I had watched season one of the white Lotus. Did you watch season one? I forget. Did I, we I did talk not. about the whole thing? Okay. Um, so I, it was a rewatch for me and it was a watch for her. Um, basically the premise is that it's this, it, it's an Island resort in Hawaii called the white Lotus. Um, this group of people shows up. Well, basically you get an opening scene where you find out that somebody died and then they do like the one week earlier and you meet all the people as they arrive in the Island. Yeah. This is a rich resort. These people are pretty much the worst. Like they're not baby. They're not Andrew Tate. Okay. They're not baby murderers. They're not like, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's buddies. These are people who are just bad people. You know, they're just, they're shitheads. They're annoying. They're self-absorbed. They're, um, they're just kind of crappy, rich people. And, you know that one of them is going to die. You know that somebody is going to die by the end of this. Um, <clears throat> so you just watch it. It was entertaining. It was funny. It was cringy a number of times. Um, but like Jennifer Coolidge, Steve Zahn. Um, oh, God. What was her name there? The one who played Cassie in Euphoria. Anyway, they, uh, Connie Britton. Like they've got some good stars in here. Uh, so. Season one, six episodes. It was enjoyable. Um, so we sat down the other night and we watched two episodes of season two, which is only seven episodes long. And it's different. This is apparently the White Lotus is a national chain. So this one takes place in Italy at the White Lotus, Italy. The only person who returns is Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, same character. Uh, but now we've got a new group of people who are here at this White Lotus. Aubrey Plaza's in there. Um <clears throat> So far, it's, again, rich, jerkish people, and you know that – so in the beginning of this one, season one – or season two, episode one, um, you you always meet one of the people who's there on vacation. So it's this girl, and she's like, oh, we're getting ready to leave. We're going to be leaving in a few hours. Oh, it was so great. And she goes to swim out in the ocean, and she gets bumped by something, and it's a dead body. And then they (coughs) – you know, flash forward and there's police on the scene. Uh, the hotel manager's talking to her second in command. She's like, what, what happened? A guest died. And he's like, no, they found multiple bodies, multiple guests died. So now who, who died and why did they die? So now we're just watching and it's not so much a murder mystery. 
it, it's not something where you're supposed to figure it out. It's just, you watch these people, what happened to them over the week, either like them or hate them. And the next thing, you know, somebody's going to be dead by the end, or in this case, multiple somebody's. So we're enjoying it two out of seven and they're all out now. So we could watch them all if we wanted to. Nice. I was, I was like, he's I, struggling to find his mute button. I am. I'm, I may check it out at some point. I don't know. I've I've been rewatching Grimm, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna finish that up at some point. Um, uh, the episode right now. I'm in the episodes where Adeline <coughs> and and Nick are living in the 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 warehouse, I guess. Um, so we haven't gotten to the episodes where Adeline is forced to go live with the the captain there, oh. with their daughter and and. And Nick's daughter, Nick's son, uh-huh. Kelly. Um, I kind of hate those episodes, so I may skip them. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, I've been wanting to rewatch The X-Files. I typically always start from season one, episode one. Um, but this time I've decided to do something different. Oh. I started with season 10, episode one. Interesting. Then I'm going to watch season 11. Then I'm going to go back to season one, episode one. Because I've seen, I haven't watched, I haven't, you know, like I haven't, those are the episodes I've seen the least. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in 2023 now. And the X-Files debuted on September 13th, <laughs> 1993. So they debuted 30 years ago this year. God, Crazy. Yeah, it is. So I plan on, and I'm watching my original DVDs as well. Um, so the first five seasons of the X Files was shot in three four format. So it's supposed to have the black bars on the sides of the screen because that was the, the shape of our screens back then. Uh, and then starting with season six, they went to the widescreen format, so you'd have the black bars on the top and bottom. Um. What all the streaming services has done to the X-Files seasons one through five is that they've uh, anamorphic widescreen them by pan and scanning by cutting the uh, the top and the bottom of the picture off so they can stretch it so it still maintains its integrity. But they've cut the top and the bottom of the picture off to make it fit widescreen. And that annoys gotcha. me. <laughs> Sorry. So I'll be watching my original DVDs when I do my rewatch. Uh, and also on a side note, I've decided that this year, um, the X-Files Preservation Museum opened last year in Saratoga Springs, New York, and oh. I've decided I'm going to make it a point to go there this year. It's a four-hour drive, I believe, um, but I want to check it out before it closes. They have so many cool-looking, if you go on their website, so many cool-looking props and things and whatnot from the original X-Files run. And I just, I really want to check it out. Uh, they had Chris Carter there for the grand opening mm-hmm. and they had, uh, they've had Nicholas Lee and a couple others there. And then they're doing like uh, X-Files convention weekend in July, but I'm not going to go to that because it'll be packed and it's July. And yeah, but yeah. So I, I really want to make it a point to go check that place out. Hmm. Okay. Help feed my fandom because I I feel like it's such a niche thing uh-huh. and it's in such a out of the way place that I don't know how long they're gonna last. 
Mm. Quite frankly. Yeah, I remember years back when uh, they did, it was something like the history of gaming um, as a museum event in D.C. It was like the Smithsonian was doing it, but it was only around for a few months, and I missed out on that. If I saw that show up again, I would probably make it a point to get down there. Yeah, I just really want to do it. Kind of makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And that's something I definitely want to go check out. That sounded kind of ominous the way that you said that. Well, o- almost like you know, uh, I I've only got six months left to live. I want to do what makes me happy. Okay, well, I definitely don't mean it that way. <laughs> I just mean that I work hard. I work a lot of hours, mm-hmm. and um, I just want to. Enjoy myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of rewatches. Um, so like, let's see here. Our regular shows, like uh, I still haven't watched any more Wednesday. Is that finished up yet? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was Netflix. So they were all there at once. I do plan on it at some point. I just I need to be in the right right state yeah. of mind. It's definitely worth it. I really enjoyed it. Have you watched um, uh, any Tulsa King at all? Yeah, we've been keeping up on that, remember? Yeah, but I, I, let me rephrase it. Are you caught up on it? Yes. So we had two episodes, Stable and Adobe Walls. Well, War Acres was in between there. Oh, okay. Yeah, War Acres. So it was War Acres. Uh, yeah, because we talked about Stable last time. I just had my yeah. old notes from the Adobe walls was yesterday. Yes. I have not watched that episode yet. Oh, okay. Then I won't say anything about that one. Yeah. So walk me through war acres so that well, I don't cross over. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's having a coughing fit. You'll have to forgive him for just a second. It's uh, it's that illness thing. Yeah. I think I got that adult RSV gimmick going on. Um, yeah, anyhow, so, uh, War Acres, give me a second. Yeah, I'm kind of blurring them in my head because I just watched War Acres a couple days ago and then I watched, um, uh, Adobe Walls today. Yeah, I do. I, I know that War Acres ended with, I want to say the bathtub. Does that make sense? You know, I may not have watched it. Okay. So you may be two episodes behind. I think I'm two up because that came on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. I don't think we watched that one yet because it's not. Okay. Then I'm glad that I said that the way that I said that. Yeah. I don't think I've watched that one yet. Okay. So we'll hold off on that. Yeah, um, I'm two behind here. I, I will say that uh, we managed to get through a lot of Doctor Who <clears throat> oh, yeah. while we were yeah while we were down and out. Um, we did the caretaker, which was fun. That's the one where he ends up as the janitor at the school or the caretaker. Um, we have that fun little part there where he uh, he now has met Danny Pink and continually calls him PE. You know, because he believes that since he was a soldier, he's a PE teacher, and they keep telling him he's a maths teacher, and he won't believe it. But then he sees that there's another teacher there that kind of has the coiffed hair and the bow tie. So he thinks, oh, this is who she's dating because, you know, it looks like 
me when I was Matt Smith. And that is not the case. She's dating Danny. Um, Kill the Moon was a great one because that's the one that starts off with Clara saying, you know, people of Earth, we have an impossible situation here. We need your help making a decision. It's one innocent life versus all of life and creation. And like then it goes to the the intro and Julia goes, oh, it's an easy decision. I was like, okay. And then we come to the end of the episode. She's like, uh, and I said, not so easy now, is it? No. Okay. Um, so that was a great one. Uh, we had, yeah, Mummy no, on it's the, certainly not mummy on the Orient express, which was fun. Oh, that's a fun one. <clears throat> yep. Um, flatline where they were being invaded by the two dimensional, uh, beings and the TARDIS shrunk and he had to do the cousin it thing at one point or the thing thing, you know, where he was like moving the TARDIS by reaching his hand out through the door. Um, yeah. But overall, it was a it was a meh episode, you know. Uh, in the forest of the night was great. The one where the forest sprung up overnight, and it was basically saying that every time there was going to be a solar catastrophe, um, greenery, plant life, trees spring up to save the earth, and then they go away. Uh, dark water, where we finally get to see inside of quote unquote heaven, and uh, meet Missy. You know, because we've seen Missy in many, 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 many scenes, but now we get to finally meet her, um, followed by Death in Heaven, which was beautiful, amazing, and tragic because we lost Oswin, and I hated that. Yeah. Because Oswin was great. She shows up with a bow tie, and he's like, bow tie? And she's like, bow ties are cool. Yes, they are. <laughs> um, but that's also where we got that, uh, you know, they talk about the lieutenant and they've got his picture up there in the Air Force One for the entire Earth. And uh, he, uh, you know, he was the last Cyberman and finally gets his salute from the doctor. Just great stuff. And then all of that we pushed through so that we could see also last Christmas, Ooh. which was I mean, for a Christmas, the Christmas episodes are always so good anyways, but, oh, like it starts off funny as hell because you got Nick Frost as Santa Claus, which with a name like Nick Frost, you are Santa Claus in some way, shape or form. Plus he's a big, happy, roly poly guy. Um, so he's great as Santa, but then it turns into basically inception as a horror movie. And I, I was there for it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a tough episode. You know, this is the one where she finally, you know, they finally reconnect after the events of death in heaven. And of course for Julie and I, you know, no time had passed for the rest of the world. It was like months and months and months. And when they left each other right. in death in heaven, you know, he basically said, yeah, the master was telling the truth. Gallifrey's out there. I found it. I'm going to go home. And Claire's like, great. I'm going to be with Danny. And they were both lying to each other so that they wouldn't worry about each other. But now they have to reconcile that in last Christmas and set it up for more adventures. So now we're set to get into the next season, which is the one where remember they did the two part episodes constantly. So like the first two were the magician's apprentice and the witch is familiar. And then there's one in there. That's like the Zygon invasion followed by the Zygon inversion. Um, 
So I'm very much looking forward to that. This was a great season. Uh, if you'll remember, this is the season with me in it. Um, yeah. And I, I have to look it up. Episode. I can't. I can't remember if this is the season with the castle and the diamond wall and the allegory about the bird sharpening its beak. I can't remember if that's this season or if it's the next one, but I think it's this one. I can't remember either. And I, I'm pretty sure it's this one. And it's just, I, I'm building myself up for that one. Um, I'm building myself up for a lot of it. Cause there's a lot of heavy stuff in this season, but yeah. Um, so got through quite a bit. Nice. It is quite a bit. Um, we really haven't had any new episodes of our shows because they haven't been back. Just um, Willow. Ghosts. Ghosts. It was just the Christmas ones, right? Uh, was there more after that? I feel like there was. Really? Uh, nope, nope. It returns this week, so it was just a Christmas okay. one. Okay, good. Whew. Yeah, which I mean, we already not talked that it's about. A, it, it would have kind of been a bonus, like woo. Uh, but like Young Rock has been on. Everything's been on hiatus essentially. Um, Willow, Willow is fantastic. Two two episodes that we had. I'm completely um, caught up on it. Okay. I know I was behind at some point because I just, but I am completely caught up on it, and it is, it is awesome. It's cheesy, but it's so good. It's so much fun. The music choices, I should hate them, but I love them. Um, so I liked that the first episode uh, in this two episode that we'll be talking about, the first episode picked up right where we left off. Because remember, they were like leaving Nakamura and you saw two of the, uh, the I want to call them Reavers, but, you know, two of the bad guys kind of yeah. like hanging out, looking at them. Yeah. Next episode picks up with them running away from those bad guys. You know, this isn't a long drawn out like, oh, we're going to stalk them for a while. Nope, they're running from them and they're not doing well. Um, and they end up in the um, in the forsaken wild, forest or something. The Wildwood. The Wildwood with the yep. uh, Bone Reavers. Which bone Reavers. Everybody's afraid of the Bone Reavers, but they're actually. Hey, the name Reavers, people are just afraid of Reavers in general. That's right. Probably. In some sort of now, is Willow in a galaxy far away, a long time ago? Like, do we have a time frame with which Willow takes place? Uh, I not that I'm aware of. Either do I. I just all of a sudden it just kind of dawned on me, like, you know, with with Star Wars, we always got the, you know, in a galaxy, you know, far away, a long time ago, and and like we're talking about Reavers, and and we established that Firefly takes place in the future with the Reavers there. Right, right. So I was just, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, do we have a a timeline of when Willow takes place? But regardless, the Bone Reavers. Um, They, uh, you know, Jade particularly hates them because they killed her family, raided a village and killed her family um, when she was young, and that's why she got taken in by the captain of the guard who trained her. so we got a couple of interesting things here. One, we got to see fucking Kevin Pollock back as, as uh Frangine. That was amazing. The fact that we actually, I was hoping that he was going to stick around and we were going to get him for um, like the whole rest of the season. I love that his daughter came out and was like, Oh, because you know, one of us think we all know each other. Like that yeah. typical, like, <laughs> uh, uh, 
And then he walks out and he's just like, Willow! <laughs> um, perfect. It was awesome. And, uh, yep. but, you know, he was just there to basically impart wisdom and, and send them on their way. Said that Frangine went down south. Um, <coughs> or Rule went down south, sorry. And, uh, and then we also got the, um, well, we got a little bit of backstory. It was kind of like hinted at where uh, Borman was part of the Bone Reavers and ended up getting captured somewhere on an adventure or something. And yeah. they all assumed he was dead. And he kind of let them assume that because yeah. this is the second time that Bone Reavers have run into him and been like, you're supposed to be dead. Um, yeah. So you know, the leader of the bone reavers is, is basically interrogating him, but there, she's also a love interest for him. Um, and then after the interrogation, she goes out and finds out that, you know, Jade's causing trouble and they have a fight. Turns out they both have the same mark on the back of their neck. It's a family thing that is put on them when they reach a certain age. And she says, yep, that's my father's symbol. Kale. So General Kale had, what did she say, like 13 kids? Mm-hmm. And she was one of them, and the youngest one was Jade. So and they're that, the only two left. That's a lot to uh, unpack all at once. You know, the guy that she saw in the visions of Nakamura who was attacking her and trying to take her out is her dad. And that her parents weren't really killed by Bone Reavers. <clears throat> yeah. So, <clears throat> and then everybody chows down on the figs of truth. And then spill the truth to each other. Yep. Including and that Willow only beat uh, Bavarda by dumb luck. Yep. Dumb, stupid luck. Um, Grayson has this interesting thing. We had talked about this where he, uh, you know, he got possessed by that icky stuff that sure. the crone had. And, uh, so he was trying to take out a Laura Dan and I, I'm a little bit miffed that he's like so gung ho about, Oh, I want to, I want to get with her. She's so cute. And I really like her. She's on this mission to go save Eric because she's in love with Eric. Like yep. he, he's not respecting that at all. He's like, no, I want her. I want to be with her. And, uh, you know, Borman and Willow are both like, dude, back off. No. Well, actually Borman's trying to tell him how he could seduce women, but Willow's like, no, you should not be doing this. Her destiny is much higher than this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and she got a vision that he killed his brother because when he was younger, he was also possessed by something evil. So this seems to be a thing for him. Either he's got a dark passenger, as they would say yeah. in Dexter, or he's just really susceptible to evil. Um, either way, it's good that he's helpful when he is, but he's also kind of a liability in the grand scheme of things. Well, I guess um, we'll find out more. Yep. So they have that. a big celebration. They all eat the figs. Yep. Um, Jade and cat basically kit. Uh, they're about to kiss and they all get attacked by trolls. And that's where we end the episode is trolls carry off a bunch of people. Yep. And that goes into episode six, the prisoners of skeleton where, Everybody else, Kit, Willow, Alorna, um, was it Rule? And uh, 
Grayson? Oh, Jade. Jade. Not Jade. Jade's sister. What's her name? Oh. Kit? No. Kit. Oh, 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 the, the leader of the... Yeah, I can't remember yeah. her name. Well, anyhow. So, they all go to the trolls to try to rescue them. Yep. Because Borman, Borman escaped. He cut a path through the trolls yep. and... You know, left a bunch of them dead. He kind of Shawshanked it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, so they get in. They battle trolls. Alorna becomes better with magic. We meet Christian Slater's character. He lies, says he's Mad Bart again. But he's really like Allagash. He sacrifices himself at the end of the episode so everyone can escape. Um, it was a really good episode. <laughs> That was that was quite the uh, summation. Like, well, but that was the thing. Is like it was a good episode, but they didn't. There was a lot of talking with yes. Kit and the fake Mad Mardigan <clears throat> about where yes. Mad Mardigan is now. Yep, and how he's allegedly like went to the deep center of this troll village. I mean, mountain, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I seem very convoluted to me. I, I didn't quite understand what that was. Like, I thought it was funny and cool. The, the vault that they found themselves in, you know, it was great. Uh, that was very, uh, like Indiana Jones, yep. the, the hidden compartment there where it was just how you stepped aside to look at it. Um, yes. But then when they're in there, you know, and they've got riddles to solve, that was great. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't quite understand that. So this guy built a vault for all of his treasures. And then in the back of the vault, there was a weird Ninja Turtles. Vortex. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> TMNT style sewer cover that when you go in there, you, you can't take your sword with you. Because that's why Mad Mardigan left his sword outside, so you couldn't take your sword with you. But yeah, you you uh, excuse me. You, why did he go in there? Like right, we don't after? know. We, we we don't know because the armor was outside there. Yeah, they don't like. I don't really get what he was going in after, other than that. Like, yeah, it says even. Learn, Kent learns that her father went into a gateway in the vault to confront some unstated threat. Yeah. Yeah. And and now apparently it's buried because Alora is yes. having trouble focusing and and not freaking out when she freaks out. Her magic becomes unstable, and she was bringing the house down on them. Yep. Um. So yeah, it, it was that part was very confusing to me. And Kit, um, once again, you know, it's all about her dad, not about her brother. But, you know, I right. got to go in. I could have I could have gone in with him. Yeah. So she irrationally blames Laura, who yep. kind of stands up for herself a little bit in there at the end. And this one did also leave us on a cliffhanger. But here's the thing. OK, so I said earlier that I had a problem with Grayson, like going after Laura. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was waiting for you to come around to this. So. We, we've also seen Eric wake up in the Forbidden City. 
And he was like, he's hearing a voice that's like, you know, come join me. And he's like, no peace. And he leaves. Yeah. And then he walks and walks and walks and walks and walks and comes up over the top of a hill. And he's right back at the city. And now he's exhausted, parched, dry. Yeah. Um, so he stumbles back into the town, drags himself in, uh, finds a fountain that has rusty looking water. Um, yeah, I, which, would, I, I can't say I would have drunken that. Yeah, yeah, I can't either. But we had also gotten that exposition earlier that this is what the trolls are processing for Bavmore, or the crone, um, <clears throat> because it's like the purest form of magic. And so they've got to get as much of it as possible. By the way, side note, the trolls were fucking amazing. I love that they had like full dialogue and they were basically awesome. They just, I love their characters. Um, they, oh, how rude. But anyway, so Eric gets back in there and then he hears this woman calling out to him and he finds this young woman about his age looking rather attractive in her in her garb. And she says that she's a prisoner here. And are you going to let me out? Are you going to free me? And we end on that. Yeah. So so are they setting this up so that this well, will be his new love Eric staring at her with lovey dovey eyes, too. Yeah. Yeah. As um. A good vibrations plays by the beach yeah. boys. Oh, so are they setting this up so that he's going to find a new love interest in her and basically forget about Elora. And meanwhile, we've got Elora, the goddess of light getting together with Grayson, who apparently has evil inside of him. And they're going to bring balance to the force as a result yep. of this. That's the rumor. But we also don't know if Kit's going to be alive. Of course she is. Um, because she got trapped under the not ice. Um, yeah, some sort of weird. Yeah, I know what you mean. You can so, break a hole in it if you fall from a high distance, but it covers itself right back up. Yep. <laughs> when they first started walking out on it, I went, oh, we're at the bottom. I bet the wand's going to be there. And uh, <laughs> I know. Sure enough, I thought the same she thing. steps right on it. Um, <clears throat> but yes, very much enjoying it. Looking forward to the next episode. We don't have many left, do we? Um, is it only eight episodes? If that's is the case, we've only got two. Let's find out. I'm going to look it up. Do, 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 do. Episodes. There are eight episodes, so we've got two more. Just two more? Yeah, just yep. this Thursday and the next, then. Whew. I mean, this Wednesday and the next. <coughs> yep. I think that that covers all the shows. Uh, Yes, that is all the shows that I have watched this week. So now it's just movies. Yeah, I got a few movies to chat about. I watched six total, although in fairness, three of them were Christmas movies. So like you watched what total six. Okay. So like we watched Elf one day while we were rapping and doing stuff. Um, oh yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then Christmas Eve night we started It's a Wonderful Life, and then we were both absolutely exhausted, so we stopped it. And then the next day we watched it while we were having our Christmas, the two of us. Yeah. So top notch, definitely yeah. recommend. Um, and then the other Christmas one that we watched, this was the first time for us, was Noel. The one with uh, oh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, that's a good one. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, that's it. a good one. Like, yeah. like, that's one that I'll watch again and again. Like, yes. I I enjoyed the hell out of that. It was sweet. It was, 
you know, it was predictable, but at the same time, it wasn't predictable. Um, yeah. and, and I just, I, yeah, it was great. That's, that's all I got to say is it's great. So we watched one on AMC plus called Christmas with the Campbells. How was that? When you watch the trailer, it looks like it's going to be your stereotypical Hallmark type movie. And in one hand, it sort of is, okay. except it's almost a parody as well. Okay. But it's not like a knee slapping, haha, wink, wink, nudge, nudge parody or a right in your face parody. Um, you know, boyfriend, uh, boyfriend breaks up with girlfriend right before Christmas, like a day or two when she's supposed to fly out maybe the next day to go see his family. Cause he, she loves having Christmas with his family because okay. they love her and they do like all this traditional stuff that she never did. And he's allegedly not going to be there. So his family invites her to go out anyways. Okay. And he meets another member of his family and Justin long and Justin long speaks in just hilarious, punny statements. Okay. But, they're definitely delivered in a straightforward, non-punny way. Mm-hmm. So it's like I said, it's almost a parody of all these Hallmark movies. Then it's rated R and it's rated R for things like you have the the baker in town who makes uh, innuendo comments towards like this guy. And then, you know, they make comments back and forth. Basically, like they're going to go you know, bang and a bang. And then she leaves and he kind of just hits her and goes, man, she's fucking horny. And then it just cuts to the next scene. Cause Vince Vaughn had a lot to do with this movie. Oh, as it turns okay. out. Yeah. Like in the, I think it was in the closing credits. We saw like, um, written by Vince Vaughn and we were like, Oh, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like this makes sense. Cause uh-huh. it was just, it wasn't, it was almost like I said, a parody of the Hallmark ones. Oh, it even says right here, this film has been described as being a raunchy spin on a traditional holiday romantic comedy and a gentle parody or satire of said traditional films. So, um, but I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. We had a good laugh with it. Nice. Yeah. Um, And then like the other movies, like I said, we watched Scrooged. Um, We watched, uh, I don't know, like... uh, 1938 Reginald Owen, the Christmas Carol. We watched a ton of stuff like that, but I did watch a few other, um, new to me movies. As did uh, I. Three Kate and I watched a couple. Um, I watched, uh, one called Margo. Okay. And this is, this, this is, let me find it here. Hold on. Okay. Um, <coughs> here we go. It is okay. It's it's. It, I watched it on Showtime, I think, or Paramount Plus, whatever. Maybe. Okay. And it's it's a uh, oh a group of college friends rent a smart house for the weekend, and the smart house is named Margot. But it's not like like your house is a smart house, if you will, where it just controls like the 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 lights and the doors and the security cameras, or whatever. Okay. It has like. It can use like T1000 liquid to make people and it's just, it's the house kills people. And I, it was okay. I definitely can't give it a hard sell. It's a smart house, but there's, but not like any smart house we've ever seen before or could even exist today. Okay. 
So it was, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, that's it. What'd you watch for a movie? Um, well, I mentioned this to you in text the other day, but we uh, we watched The Invitation. Oh, what'd you think of that? That was garbage. That was wasn't hot, it though? Steaming garbage. Wasn't it I'm though? I'm so glad I didn't go to the theater and pay money to see. I paid that. 75 cents at the red box for this because I had a coupon. Oh, you, sir, were so, overcharged by 75 Let cents. me ask you this. Okay. Fuck spoilers. Okay. Yeah, as fuck spoilers soon, for this piece of shit. As soon as the other sister wives told her, well, when he bites you and, you, and, and he <laughs> turns you into a vampire, you'll suddenly gain all his powers. No, no, no. The strength of a hundred men. Yeah. Did you not go, oh, she's going to kill him then? Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because then they followed it immediately by saying it's not until after that when he drinks your blood that he'll become immortal or that yeah. we'll all get the immortality again. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, she's going to go along with it and then, you know, kill him and shit before he can drink her blood. Uh-huh. And that's basically exactly what happened. It was just like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. This entire movie was filled with exposition. Yeah. It was way too slow of a build before we actually got to the whole what is going on here. I mean, it was literally yeah. the whole what is going on here that you just described, the whole vampirism thing. Uh, yeah. That comes up in like the last 10 minutes of the movie. And yeah. the rest of it is just annoying and boring. It had potential. It could have been a really cool, like, secret society thing. Um, if we had found out about the three families. Yeah, if we had found out about the three families and their blood oath to this vampire lord earlier on in the movie, that would have been awesome. You know, uh, I would have actually cared about the characters. As it was, they just seemed like a bunch of creepy old men who wanted this young girl there. Uh once and again, then the you, reasoning they wanted, they needed her in this pack was because of some old family vow and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And she's like the bastard child of the descendant, <coughs> yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this you uh, look at that PS scene. There was a PS because I didn't watch it. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it's not a PS. I thought it was, but her and her friend. Are going after the the guy that oh yeah 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 it was also we talked about this when I was talking about that uh, Hallmark movie with Lindsay Lohan that I watched um, and I was complaining about the fact that it took place over four days this like this whole whirlwind romance of yeah. her with this dude took place in like twenty four hours but it's not even a romance it's she no. got lured in there and forced to marry him so but yes, yeah it takes place in like two days. And it was two days, but it was lustful. This wasn't like he he pinned her in a room and was like, you will. No, she was like, let's fuck. Let's fuck. This will be great. Yes, yep. I just met you, but I can't get enough of you. Yep. And when you don't explain that there's vampirism in there, then you can't say, oh, well, it was his it was his vampire charms. You, you can't do that. Like, right. that's changing the rules after you wrote the story. And right. I do not that's, accept that. That's, that's shenanigans there. That is shenanigans of the highest degree. Yeah. Yeah, somebody's getting pistol whipped. So I know it's not related, but I'm I'm looking forward to the fact that the menu is going to be on HBO this weekend. Yes, uh, two days I from do, now, right? Yeah, I I really am interested in watching that movie. Yep, I I'm planning on watching that as well. I'm very excited to see what they get going on. 
I've been um, very intrigued by the story, so. Yes. Yep. So that's going to be good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I watched Gone in the Night. Don't know what that is. Uh, we've seen the trailer. It, it's um, Winona Ryder. Okay. And uh, Dylan McDermott and John Gallagher Jr. and Owen Teague. And uh, in the trailer, like, oh, like uh, Winona Ryder and her boyfriend show up at this, like, say, Airbnb <laughs> or VRBO that they rented. And there's already a couple there that are renting it. With that, and, and they also claim that they rented it from somebody. Okay. And but it's storming out this and that. So they're going to stay there together. And when she wakes up in the morning, her boyfriend is gone. And the girl from the other couple is also gone because they went gone in the night. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. and so, I, I like incorporating the. the yeah. And there. so like it becomes like a mystery. She's like, well, where are they? And even the other guy's like, I don't know. And in this and that and everything, it's it's pretty decent. Um, and it'd be worth, like you wouldn't hate yourself if you watched it by any means. OK. <laughs> uh I don't know. That's a pretty low bar. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's it's yeah. You should check it out. It was on one of our streaming channels. I almost feel like it was on Hulu. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I know we had seen the trailer about it this past summer. We're like, oh, that looks pretty good. Hmm. So. I I usually remember. Like anything with Winona Ryder, because I've been a fan sure. of her for years. But sure, no, yeah, not, not ringing a bell. <sighs> Would you watch for another movie? Uh, for another movie, I watched Glass Onion, a Knives we, Out mystery. We also watched Glass Onion. It was phenomenal. It was fantastic. Kate loved it. We watched. It was funny. I put it on to put something on, and she was kind of half paying attention, half watching, whatever. And then it's like 13 minutes in, and then the title card comes on, and she goes, oh, I wanted to watch this. It looked good. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I mean, we can start it over if you want. I'm only 13 minutes in. She's like, yeah, okay. So, so like, we paused, we put it back to the beginning, paused it, like, went to the bathroom, made dinner, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> then went and sat down, and we started watching it. Nice. And uh, what a great flick. It was. I, I don't. Personally, I don't want to get into it because of spoilers. You know, it's still fairly new. But yes, this if you liked Knives Out, which yep. Ryan Johnson, I, I agree with him completely. He's he has a problem with the fact that they called it Glass Onion, a Knives Out movie. He's like, no, yeah. it's like all takes place in this universe, but it's not the Knives Out universe. Knives Out was the first movie. Glass and that's Onion a standalone is the movie. movie. It's not a yeah. sequel. It's it's like they want to have like it's a Hercule Poirot movie. No, it's it's just because, you know, that Daniel Craig uh, detective is in the movie doesn't make it. Benoit Blanc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A Knives yeah. Out movie. They they didn't do. Or, OK, know. so they did Murder on the Orient Express. They didn't then do. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, the, the, uh, Murder on the Nile. Death on the yeah. Nile. A Murder on the Death Orient on- Express movie. Yeah. Death on the Nile, a murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, it, like that wouldn't have made yeah. sense. Right. So, yeah, I understand his frustration with that. But, um, yeah. I'm looking it, forward it, to his new series that's coming out here this later this month, Poker Face. Mm, yes. Very, very much. Another, so. like, murder mystery type thing with him. Um, and Sasha Leone. I love her. Yep. I, I That's one thing that I will say, and it happens fairly early in the movie, was I loved the um, – 
the scene of them playing Among Us and the fact that like Natasha Leone yes. was there as Natasha Leone, like the characters, the Angela Lansbury, like no, it was perfect. I love. I thought it was hilarious. Angela Lansbury, her name on her screen said Angie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the fact that Natasha Leone was in there as Natasha, like these were supposed to be some of the greatest like detective minds. Yeah. So, you know, putting her in there, was that because of Russian doll or was that just because I she... think it's because of the new upcoming poker face poker face. Yep. You know, like that, maybe that's it. Oh, love that. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the show. Kate had never seen knives out Oh. And on, on Friday. I was at the Bull Moose and they had it for four ninety five, so I picked it up because I don't think it's I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. Hmm. Um, so I picked it up for the four dollars and ninety five cents, or maybe it was streaming on Epic or some shit that I don't get. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, um, and we end up watching that, and and she enjoyed that as well. Now, admittedly, she liked Glass Onion better um, because Knives Out isn't really about. Benoit Blade or whatever. Benoit Blanc. <clears throat> Excuse me, Benoit Blanc. It's not really about him. He's in it. Yes, he's one of the major characters, but the rest of the cast is so enormous, you know? Mm. Yes. You know, and Christopher Chris Plummer Evans and Tony Collette and Don Johnson and Chris, you know, like you said, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, uh, Chris Evans. Ana de Armas. Like, yeah. this was, this was, the opposite role that I've ever seen Ana de Armas in. She's always like the arm candy, the beautiful, the, you know, femme fatale. And this one, she was the unassuming nurse. Yes. Yeah. And Kate really liked, um, Kate really liked, like she kept saying like, man, I hope like she's buddies with him, with Christopher Plummer's character. And actually when she saw Christopher Plummer was dead at the beginning of the movie, she was just like, she likes him as an actor. So she was just like, but I wanted to see him in the movie. I didn't want him some dumb dead cameo. So Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything, of course, but yeah. (laughs) Nice. Um, but yeah, so I was, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, the new the new series but knives out was great uh glass onion was phenomenal i liked it better i this equals better than the original i've told a lot of people with knives out you're basically watching a murder mystery where they tell you right in the beginning what happened yes and then you go well then why am i watching the movie just watch the movie yes and yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. With Glass Onion, it is not the same. And I love that. You know, I was expecting yeah. that they were going to do the same thing. Nope. nope. Um, <clears throat> so that's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, the other movie I watched with Kanan, I watched The Terrifier 2. OK, tell me about that. Are you familiar with The Terrifier, what it's about? I am not. I am not. Okay. <sighs> Oh, this is going to be good. So The Terrifier was a movie about a killer clown. From outer space? No. Um, you've, if, I, if you saw a picture of said clown, you'd be like, oh, okay, yep. He's got like the kind of pointy nose, the all white the little hat on his head, the black lips, but like the teeth and gums are exposed and the gums are all black. And Okay. Yeah. Anyhow. 
Um, people love it. So that, it's a cult that's the film. terrifier. That's the terror. That's the main character. He's like the slasher. His name is Art the Clown. Okay. And and he is the terrifier. So, anyways, it was. It came out in 2016. I remember watching it. It was it was okay, but people love it. So they made this sequel. It is. Oh, let me. <laughs> I wrote a comment to my buddy, my buddy Brandon, okay. and I really think that's kind of what I need to do. <clears throat> is just um, is just find that comment and read that to you, because I just I think that's just what I need to do. It it was very long. It was like two hours and twenty minutes long, so it was way too long for what it is. I wrote the story is way too convoluted and artsy for a movie full of ridiculously over the top and exceptionally gory kills. Oh yeah, it's way too long. Okay. So like the kills are beyond violent and gory and absurd. And I say this as a person that loved the Saw movies, you know, Mm -hmm. um, where they had the elaborate booby trap kills these are just a guy who is just like taking great pleasure in and torturing these people. And a couple of them are really like, oh my God, bad. <laughs> Bravo to the practical effects. Okay. Um, if they cut out all the artsy fartsy storyline of this and just made them a straight up like psychopathic killer. That would be fine. You watch the ending and you go, what? What? No. What? Like, it's just, yeah. Okay. I can't give it a hard sell. I can give it a, it's almost like it's one of the, well, you either either just love and cherish it because that's what you do. Or you watch it one time so you can go, what? You know, okay. So you can kind of be part of the part, a part of the what the fuck was that club? The conversation. Yeah, I got you. Okay, but yeah, yeah. You have not sold me on it, sir. I am not trying to. So mission accomplished on my part. (laughs) Um, the only other movie that I watched was. We sat down the other night. We were like, oh, what do you want to watch? We went back and forth on a couple of things. And I was like, you know what? For the longest time, I've been seeing it pop up in my news feeds. I've been hearing it referenced in pop culture. Um, and, and I bought it a while back, and I haven't watched it yet. Let's just sit down and see what all the fuss is about everything, everywhere, all at once. All these things are talking about, like, you know, movie of the year up for academy awards like you know is this gonna sweep it blah 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 so we're like let's sit down let's watch this movie now you said you had watched it right i did i bought it yeah i bought it i got the blu-ray dvd digital combo or dvd digital combo or whatever i got it on my voodoo now but i sold the movie to bull moose because you only wanted to have the digital copy or because you didn't like it (laughs) i didn't feel the need to possess a physical copy of it anymore Gotcha. Okay. Um, um, go ahead. I thought some of the action fight scenes were great. Choreographed really well. They looked really well done on film. I thought it was really, really good. Um, 
just wasn't a huge fan of the story that I felt like I needed to watch it again. Gotcha. I had the opposite. Um, I fucking love this thing. Yeah. I, I adored this movie like 10 minutes in Julia looked at me and she's like, I'm so glad we're watching this. And I was like, yup, me too. And, uh, about midway through, I was like, I already want to watch this again. She's like, yeah, I feel like I need to, I'm going to need to go back and watch this again to pick up on everything that I'm missing. Um, and by the end of the movie, I was just blown away. Like I've said it a million times on here. I sound like a broken record, but some of my favorite things, time travel, alternate dimensions, parallel realities. Um, this just hit all of those. I loved the, the mentality behind it. I loved the world building that they did where they essentially, you know, showed some bizarre alternate realities. I mean, like they didn't go out there too much, except for the one where people evolved with hot dog fingers, essentially. Um, and I loved how they went back in time and showed how that one happened, where essentially those monkeys that had those type of floppy fingers beat the shit out of the original descendants of our, you know, monkeys. Um, so like, so that's that, that, I, I don't care about stuff like that. You don't. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like I sit there, question it too much. Like how do they actually live? They can't do anything with those hands. Those are useless. Yeah. Like, that's kind of yeah. how I look at that. Like that's, that's what, that's what I, when I see stuff like that, that's what I make a question. Like they would not evolve and survive as a society because they cannot do anything with those appendages. It is not. However, sensible. they heard your question and they answered it by showing that they got really good with their feet and they played piano with the feet and they ate yep. with their feet. And you know, that was how they handled that. Um, but I get it. You know, it, it is a stretch in that respect. Um, it's one of the, it's like the old arguments that people will say when you look at like Star Trek and Star Wars, why is it that the vast majority of alien species are all bipedal humanoids? And, yep. you know, th- usually the physicists will say, you know, oh, well, you know, or the physics professors, whatever, they'll say, you know, it's the most streamlined form for an evolutionary process in higher intelligence, you know, would be a bipedal humanoid. Um, I don't buy it. I think that it's just egocentric, but they, they've got science behind it. Sure. Uh, anyway, this movie, it's very hard to explain. Um, yeah, there's no way to really sit down and explain this except that there is some evil tearing through the multiverse. And this one woman has been brought into the fight against this evil. Um, it has, it has multiversal travel. It has some of the most creative and messed up, um, rules for essentially what the matrix tried to do which yeah. was, you know, oh, you can hack in and learn how to fly a helicopter in five seconds. Um, in this case, it's, you know, you use a version of yourself from a different universe that learned how to fly a helicopter. Um, so it's got complex rules for that. It's got um, some bizarre fights, some amazing fights. Again, there's uh, some beautiful stunt choreography in this. I, I yep. will not disagree with that. It's a <clears throat> storyline. Oh, I loved the storyline. I loved everything about the storyline. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, 
I had to actually look it up because I'm like, is that Jamie Lee Curtis? Because the fucking vest that she had on and the bowl mullet that she was wearing. And it was just, um, it, it delves into, it's not just about like, you know, good versus evil. There's also the philosophy of what we're doing in life, whether or not we belong to anything, what the point is of existence tacked on with some really deep stuff about generational trauma between, you know, mothers and fathers and daughters and mothers and just repeating patterns of thinking I'm going to do it better than my parents did and then not doing it better than your parents did and fucking up the next generation upon the next generation and people staring into the abyss of the everything bagel and saying, what am I even doing? What, what is the point of this? Um, so yeah, it, personally, I loved it. This, this checked all my boxes. Like this hit upon everything that I love seeing. It kept me gripped. It kept me moving along the, the world where life never evolved and they were just rocks. Yeah. I was, I was losing my, I was. Okay. That up. I did find funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were having the conversation and one was trying to run away from the other. <laughs> they just but like that. <laughs> that I did find funny. I did find that very funny. Um, I liked seeing data. You know, I was like, "Is that data from the Goonies?" That is data from the Goonies, and he had a very big role in all of this. Yes, yeah, he was um, dad, if you will. Yep, and, and also her dad was the. Uh, I'll always remember him from like uh, he's been in basically everything that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I loved him. I loved her. I just personally, I loved this. I, I loved everything about it. I can't wait to watch it again, but I want to let it sink in a little bit and then go back and rewatch it. Sure. So sure. yeah, this is something that I am going to be watching multiple times over because this was phenomenal. Um, nice. Yeah. But that's it for me for movies. <laughs> I don't have really any trailers or news. I think we had like, two things uh, yeah there was there has not been a lot that that i've discovered nope i sent you a trailer for there's something wrong with the children mm-hmm. generic horror movie you know yep yep kids go into a cave in the woods come out as something you know reminded me of that significant other that we watched on paramount yes yes i thought this was cool uh right after we talked about it the last time we recorded we were like i wonder if they'll bring ben riley into the spider-verse yes uh, yeah the poster shows ben riley in the spider-verse so fucking right god help him uh <laughs> controversial character like some people love him some people hate him some people yes. are like who the fuck is ben riley um clone saga arguably one of the worst storylines of spider-man to date right up there next to one more day which they already recreated stupidly but um yeah, so Ben Riley is going to be in there probably just as one of the many Spider-Verse denizens who's running around. It'll be interesting. Um, Sam Raimi is going to be producing a new horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't Move follows the story of a murderer who injects a woman with a paralytic agent, forcing her to run, fight, and hide before her body completely shuts down. Kind of like Crank. Yeah, but the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that that's gonna be that's gonna be dark. Um, you sent me Alien Romulus starts filming in February. Yes, Alien Romulus starts filming in February. It's the new Alien movie, of course, um, and it's with uh, Fed Alvarez. Is that what it is? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Who did Evil Dead and Don't Breathe? Um, yep. 
I've liked everything he's kind of put out since since then, so I'm looking forward to it. And it's going to be a Hulu Hulu movie, which Prey was amazing. So with Prey being so good, like it gives me a lot of faith that this is going to be good. And actually, super 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 on the cheap. I think I paid twenty bucks on the on the Amazon for the uh, Alien Blu-ray digital collector's edition for all six movies. Nice. I don't have them. That's really cheap. Yeah, it really was. It's back up now to $48 or some shit. But yeah, it was like one of those still pretty cheap for six movies. Yes. But it includes, you know, Alien Covenant and Prometheus and everything else. Oh. Which I liked Prometheus. I thought they did a good job with it. Really? I didn't like it at all. I liked it. I thought they did a good job. (laughs) The only thing I didn't care for, I'm sorry, the only ones that aren't in this pack is the Alien Predator movies, which again, Mm. I think they did really well with. The games were better. Um, I'm sure they were. I was talking to someone the other day and we got to looking at the movie release dates and there's a lot of movies coming out this year that like I would want to go see in the theater even. Yeah. Excuse me. Like I don't know what happened to my throat just then, but like, I don't think I'll go see a man called auto in the theaters, but I do want to see that. The one with Tom Hanks, he's the grumpy neighbor. Yeah. It's like, uh, Gran Torino, but with Tom Hanks. PG-13 Gran Torino. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, uh, let's see here. So in January, this is on Netflix, but in January we have You People. Yep, yep. Uh, with uh, um, Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. I mean, that looks phenomenal. But like in, in February, we have that Knock at the Cabin with Dave Bautista, yes. that uh, M. Night Shyamalan one. I didn't send you, but I did watch a full trailer for that. And yeah. it's essentially what we thought, but yeah, it yeah. looks it, yeah. interesting. I st- but I still want to see that. It's February 3rd. Yep. Uh, and then February 17th, Ant-Man, the Wasp Quantumanium. Yes. I'd like to try to see that in theaters if I can. Um, While well, you still February can. 24th, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I just I just want to go watch that. I just I need to go watch that. Yeah. Plain and simple. Um, March 3rd, Creed 3. March 10th, Scream 6. Um, March 17th, Shazam Fury of the Gods. But I don't know if I'd bother to go see it in the theaters now, seeing how they just basically are x that whole thing. Right. Uh, March 24th, John Wick 4. March 31st, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Chris Pine. I mean, I don't know if I'll go in the theater see, but I do want to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, rolling right into April. Um, April seventh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. That's gonna be a, a Wesley Boy movie. Right. April fourteenth, Renfield is finally coming out with Nick Cage. <sighs> I mean, I won't go to the theaters, but I'll no, see that but, one. It's yeah. Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> April 21st, Evil Dead Rise, 100% going to the theaters to see that one for me. <laughs> I may have to go with you on that one. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Um, May 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's happening. Yep. Uh, May 19th, Fast X. Don't care. I'll watch it at some <laughs> point, but not in the theater. Um, June 2nd, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Like you um, said, maybe even IMAX. Yeah, like that might if even be an IMAX exist. movie. Yes. Um, 
a Friday, June 9th, Transformers Rise of the Beast uh, pass. Yeah, I'm all set. Um, June 30th, uh, sorry, June 23rd, The Flash. Again, I'll probably just wait for home video because that whole universe doesn't matter anymore. Um, Friday the 13th, sorry, Friday, June 30th, Indiana Jones and the Dial of De- Destiny because it's Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then in July, there's the new Insidious movie. There's a new Mission Impossible movie. There's the Barber movie, Barbie movie. But July 28th, the Marvels. Mm, yes. Yep. Allegedly. Allegedly, yep. August. This is at least one movie. Some more than one movie every month that I want to go see in the theaters. Uh, I didn't know this was happening. August 4th, the Meg 2, the Trench. <laughs> really? Yeah, didn't know that was going to be a thing. Um, Jason Stratham's back. Uh, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem with Seth Rogen. Is that animated? I don't know. It doesn't say. Um, let's see here. Oh, September 1st. Didn't know this was happening. The Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington. Really? Yeah. That's a thing. Um, September 22nd, The Expendables 4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did know that that was coming. Yep. Uh, October 6th, Craven the Hunter, allegedly. <coughs> allegedly. Yeah. I've heard nothing about that. Same. Uh, October 13th, The Exorcist, the direct sequel to the mm-hmm. original. Um, October 27th, Saw 10. Um, so I didn't know this was going to be a thing, but apparently November 17th, the hunger games, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Are they remaking this? No, no, it's, it's either a prequel or a sequel. I can't remember, but okay. yeah, it's not a remake. All right. Um, Wednesday, December 20th, 2023, Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife sequel. And then December 25th, 2023 is Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Mm. So, yeah. And again, it's one of those like, well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? Um, But yeah. And then here's some other movies they don't really have release dates for, but they're supposed to be coming out this year. Uh, some are on, a lot of them are on Netflix. Um, some of them are not, but like Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley, um, <clears throat> Extraction Two with Chris Hemsworth on Netflix, a movie called Havoc with Timothy Oliphant and Tom Hardy. <clears throat> yep. Um, um, yeah, we've talked about that one. Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot coming out. There's a lot that looks good. Nice. And allegedly sometime this year, we're supposed to be getting Star Wars Road uh, Squadron as well. Allegedly. Well, I don't think we're going to see that. Either do I. I mean, she's free now because, you know, Wonder Woman got canceled and DC's being shut down, essentially. Yeah. Um, But... I think that she was jerked around, dicked around a few too many times. 
Um, so I don't, I don't know that that's actually going to happen. I think the last time she spoke on it was basically saying, well, if it happens, I'll still be excited to do it. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah, we shall. So there's a lot of movies coming out this year. I definitely want to try to make it to the old theater to check out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I can get behind that. Some of Do you them. have any other any other news or anything? Um, I, I will say for those who may be wondering, we both compared our lists for Kaleidoscope. Uh, we seem to have oh, a similar yes. runtime order, but I have not started this yet. Either I'm assuming you have not. No. It would be hard for us to talk about this unless we had watched the whole thing. I think. Yeah, I and, think so because we have episodes yeah. that are out of order from each other on our. Feeds. Right, everybody does. Essentially, a heist happens. The episodes are all out of order. There's like eight episodes. They're each like 42 minutes long, so it's not going to be a, a quick endeavor. No. Nope. Um, especially where we're getting back to real life now. Um, but I think that once we've watched all eight episodes we'll come back together and talk about it. But yeah, yeah we're not going to be like, Hey, I watched white. Oh, cool. I watched yellow. Like, yeah, right. So exactly. So, yeah, red was awesome, but I got blue. Yeah. I'm sure we'll eventually talk about it. You know, maybe yeah. next week, you know, we might sit down and watch one and go, Oh my God, I'm burning through all these. Or yeah. it may be one of those that we just, you know, a month or two yeah. from now we're like, Hey, by the way, I finished this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. True story. But otherwise, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. All right. Well, that's the show. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm Superstar ML. I am also on Twitter. Uh, I am the Quantum Geek G33K. And that's our Instagrams, too. Yes. Yes, it is. Which is probably more reliable because on Instagram, you can share links to other social media platforms. <laughs> yeah, that's helpful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, indeed.